0: Good morning, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Lifestyle with Dr. Moby. I'm Dr. Moby, and today we are honored with great guest, Theory, right? That's right. Uh, How are you doing, sir?
1: I'm doing amazing, as always. How are you doing?
0: Good. Thank you for coming to our show. Today's topic is going to be about uh, dating, actually, and he's very much expert in that. He has written great uh, book and articles as well as podcasts on it. So let's uh, hear from him, his experience and so forth. So tell us about yourself.
1: So my name is Thierry Defour. I am what you would call a dating and high performance coach. And I essentially take men from a place where they feel unfulfilled in their life.
0: Mm
1: romantically, they might have it down professionally, but romantically, and there there are also some connections with their personal lives, and moving them through a transformation, taking them to a place where they feel that fulfillment in either their dating life or in their current relationship. And this obviously has an amazing side effect of them feeling more awesome about themselves, more energized, more alive, bigger, so to speak. And so I would like to ask you,
0: um, how did you end up starting this career?
1: Well, it was essentially, I started with being a teacher. My background is being a teacher for around 12 years, ground school education. And after a while in that field, in that professional field, I kind of met a ceiling of development, professional development. Mm -hmm. And so things naturally shifted. I got kind of tired of it. I wanted some more challenge. I was hungry. I went to see my bosses and asked, for more responsibility, and I got some project management, and you know some systems setting up, and I started to run a small company on the side. But I still hit that ceiling of development and variation. Mm-hmm. Be more hungry quite fast. So there was a natural shift for me to just one day say, I need to change something in my life. I'm not excited enough when I get up in the morning. So I went down and I and I and I just had some thoughts about quitting my job and quitting also a university that were or studying on the side as well. And then I looked into what can I offer the world where I feel excited about it on a daily basis. And in my private life, some years back ago, I had a bad love experience and I decided to sit down and say, okay, I must have a different approach to this to avoid these kind of things or to do better next time, right? Because it can be very painful and frustrating when you're having a bad love experience. And so I started studying up a lot upon the concept of dating and attraction.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: at the time, it was a process to get myself out there to get to know myself better but also just to you know be better at the dating and attraction process and have a lot of fun in this rebuild myself re-heal myself and so i started to go on a lot of dates over several years i would um, some weeks i would go to four or five dates a week actually Mm -hmm. and I did this with a a lot of success, so to speak. I had a lot of fun. I had some great feedback. You know, it was just an amazing experience. And then from time to time, I, I stopped because I met some amazing women and went into relationships until I finally met my partner that I'm with today. And so when I quit my job at the teaching area, I decided to look into my competency in my private life. And I said, okay, I can combine my way of offering my knowledge to other people, structure it, and help other guys that were in the same situation as me feeling frustrated and confused by some lack of success or some some pain or some bad experiences in dating and love. So I quit my job, even though I had only two months of finances ahead, and I said, I know enough to offer proper value to the world. And so I sat down and I founded The Dating Scholar and went online and did that.
0: And that is interesting. So I like that. You know, you had uh, first of all being teacher. That's a great profession by itself. Uh, and then also, usually I find usually teachers are actually very good with educating, and uh, I think that is definitely going to play an important role and help a lot of your actually this career because you know you have this tendency to explain and kind of go more in depth and kind of make them feel comfortable which is very important for any topic I mean Absolutely. and then that so I think that's definitely going to help you and so I was uh, reading uh, some of your you know post and uh, they were very interesting so um, I think so I'll ask you first starting with uh, one of those questions you know I think you've mentioned about uh, being for men uh, as uh, their normal approach uh, so what are men looking for a uh, dating
1: what men are looking for in dating
0: uh, for, yeah when uh, what they are looking on a date you know what they are you know what is their uh, uh, mission or what what do they want out of the date first mm-hmm.
1: so Well, it depends how far the guy is in his personal development because the the point of a date is to have fun in a romantic setting where there's also sexual tension, right? This is the main point. This is the main purpose. This is how you define a date. And the guys that I work with that come to me, they usually have their mindset or their perspective a little bit shifted on that that perspective and their mindset when they look at a date is like i hope she will like me i hope i'm good enough i hope this will move forward you know, men are very objective and visually focused so for them it's about conquering something that's outside of them whereas in fact what they need to conquer is inside of them and what they need to conquer here is to adjust their mindset to i am enough she is actually also very lucky to be sitting with me to have a date with me and conquering the nervousness and the pressure and just have fun in that situation and as a bonus if the woman that's sitting in front of me it is compatible with me and i also like her then we might get together romantically but the date itself has nothing to do with the external validation that a lot of guys go on a date on like saying okay if she likes me then i feel better about myself Okay, if she likes me, then it's very cool because she's very hot. I can tell my friends and I can also feel better about myself. So I would say this is this is the one of the first shifts that we make when I work with men. And it completely frees them from, from this mental pressure that they have to shift that attitude. And there's a lot of work ahead to get to that attitude, that mindset. It's just it's not something you can suddenly decide, obviously, depending on where you are in your self-confidence and your dating experience, but it's not something you usually just can't decide but when you get there you you just have a lot more fun and counterintuitively you also have a lot more success because your vibe is different. you give other pe- people permission like through your vibe to relax and be open <clears throat> and vulnerable and connect with you more authentically when you are in that state of mind that I described earlier. Mm-hmm.
0: So what you're describing is uh, their are focus of course on wrong different things. Uh, which probably has, uh, you know, lesser of, of the success probably, uh, you know. Uh, so the foundation for the relationship um has very little to do with that part, unfortunately. And then they they are focuses on that, and they forget what the inside, like you said, with should be the one communicating more than the just their outside. And then they come up and just feel good about themselves that, oh, that person is
1: attractive and they had a great date, right? Yeah, and attracted to me. I can get the validation she likes me. Therefore, I also give myself permission to like me more. Okay. So, oh, wow. So it's like self-reflective
0: type. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not, um, yeah, exactly. Okay. So, and what are women looking for?
1: So women go on a date with the attitude, let's see what happens, that's one thing. And the second thing that they go on a date with uh, in forms of attitude and thoughts is, is this guy good for me? So of course, they're also gonna be nervous. But when they're being nervous and a little bit submissive and, and hoping that the guy will make the experience comfortable for them, then the date is set up right. Because we're talking about the, these energies, these polarities with masculine and feminine. And it goes to the feminine energy to be a little bit uncertain and to seek the masculine to put the focus and the stability in order. So when a woman comes to a date, she has these two thoughts. But if the guy is also very nervous and doesn't, you know, re- hesitates a lot on leading the conversation or going for a move or telling her what's going to happen, then the woman obviously will take over and go into more of their masculine and say, okay, so I have this idea and we can talk about this and kind of try to make him feel uh, good and comfortable. But she's not going to be sexually attracted to him. So what she wants when she goes on a date is that she wants to know that this guy is good for her in, in the terms of that he pushes her over to her feminine. And she also you know, just wants to see what happens. She's much less usually focused on the objective that I need or I want to have this guy to kiss me or I need, or I want this guy to sleep with me or to go on a second or third date. Obviously, at some point, he's going to be like, oh, I hope I can see him again if she really likes him. But essentially, this is not the attitude they go on a date with. So what women are seeking, they're seeking a guy who knows how to lead, how how to have the stability, how to have the calmness so she can lean a little bit more into him because this is how you create sexual tension. And this is not to say that women cannot do this. They just don't want to be there when we're talking about the polarity that needs to be there when we're creating sexual tension, because then you can just end up by being friends or oh, it was a nice night. And you know, it's, it's just a guy I went on a kind of date with, but I don't really remember who he is now two months ago.
0: Mm. And that, uh, you know, for our conversation, this probably also applies to uh, both, um, you know, same sex
1: couples too, right? Absolutely. There will always be a polarity in the energy. So, When we're talking about masculine and feminine, it's not gender specific. Like Mm we all have masculine and feminine energy in us and they switch from context and people you're with and time of the day, but essentially the one you have the most of average. And when we're talking about attraction, then as a man, you're in your masculine, she's in her feminine. And if we're talking about same sex gender, there's always going to be one that's a little bit more in the feminine and the other one in the masculine, right? That will never be the same.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, just for audience sake, I'm just saying these principles
1: apply to um,
0: all kind of couples. Exactly. So, so also, you know, it is uh, fascinating, I asked a lot of our relationship uh, guide and gurus that, uh, you know, a, you know, we, we are living in a modern age where we have all kind of, you know, social life and we have everything available on our fingertips. Uh, why is that uh, we have more problem now with the in relationships than older times when we didn't have that. So uh, a, what is this a, a, a social media or all these pro- problem or is that because uh, these a lot of things are fake and then they don't have a reality to
1: it. This is a very interesting question, believe it or not. I've not been asked this question so specifically before. Mm -hmm. So yeah, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. All right. So I would say that first of all, we don't know for sure on average, if people have more difficulties in their relationship now than they did, let's say before the smartphone, let's say 50 years ago. Right, mm-hmm. because how do you define problem in relationship? Like, if you're just together and get by in a marriage because it's it's security, it's mm-hmm. stability, it's what society wants, does this mm-hmm. mean you don't have problems in relationship? Does this mean it's a good relationship? So, how do you define a good relationship? That would be my first thing. Mm-hmm. The second thing I want to I want to uh, to point out here is that it's much more exposed our difficulties now because of the internet. We share a lot more frustration is open about how people have uh how their experience are in those things and finally the most important thing is that our brain is constantly seeking this source of comfort we call it the path of least resistance instant gratification you know um the easiest path through to get those uh, dopamine endorphins and oxytocin injections uh, these hormones in our body and so mm-hmm we get a lot of that when we get social validation like what is the most important thing for people in their heads it's social status if they are important right what are the two basic fears from human beings it's fear of not being good enough and fear of not being loved so people will generally do more to avoid pain than to gain pleasure so when we have at our fingertips an abundant source of getting this social validation From matches on online dating apps or chats or somebody asking us to get together, then we can easily seek this path of instant gratification, Mm. filling up our basic needs. Unfortunately, this in the long term will make you feel unfulfilled and unhappy, which is why there are no single uh, sitting on dating apps for 15 years in a row and just feeling happy all by themselves. Like eventually you gotta replace it with something more meaningful, right? But I do believe that when you have these frustrations and it's difficult today with dating especially online is because you meet a lot of people that are just seeking this instant gratification and so they're not really wanting to connect with you and if you have the attitude like i'm going on a dating app um and i'm chatting with people online to go on a date to seek real romance Like, um, amongst 100 people, you're probably going to have a a very large proportion, the majority, of people who are seeking most of the part to just have this instant validation, this gratification. And so these two don't match. You're the one seeking something meaningful, and the other one just wants to use you or use your communication or your presence to just say, oh, there's someone that likes me. And so this is why we have difficulties with it. Now, this is up to the dating app companies to to do something about their software and their algorithms, so there's not a lot of this because you also see – Lots, especially with women, they put on, go on dating, some women go on dating ads and put their Instagram profile or something like that so they can get more followers. So it's up to to these software companies to regulate this. But I would say that this is when you read on forums about people's experience with dating ads and stuff like that, this is what they complain the most about. That people just, they seem to feel used to just have a match or small conversation and then the other person just moves on, right? So the meaningful and the depth here is kind of lost somewhere
0: yeah and that is true uh so i think uh, that is like anything uh you know we have uh you know other websites where people sell things and uh, do beside when i talking about dating but uh and so the question is would they have a, a, they only get what it is portrayed so whatever is the picture there right there might look perfect and might be actually a lot of flaws in it too And then they would not look at that. I mean, they will just look at the face value of that thing and then uh, what you are trying to show them. And that's, I think is a problem. So because, you know, nobody knows, it's like pictures. So it could be with filters and so forth. And they might be hiding a lot of their actuality from because they're afraid of a, like you said, failure and rejection, you know, because and that probably is, the, in my opinion, um, one of the problems we have is because everybody wants to look perfect when they display that picture or profile, right?
1: Well, they want social status. They want validation feeling that they're good enough and hear it from other people. If yes. they display it in a way that they're perfect, that's one way. If they just hear it, that's another way. But they, they want some kind of uh, fulfillment in this social status form. We all want that.
0: Hmm. And so uh, I think, and that will be interesting, you know. Now, other thing is what I always find fascinating is the, some of the dating websites. They have this algorithm match match points, okay? So they want to go with what we call matching strategy. Uh, so tell me which one works better or what is the better approach? Is matching a better or opposite attract?
1: matching or opposite attracts? Uh, so yeah, I have a clear answer for this. I just need to take a moment.
0: Oh, no, take your time. So, so uh, you know, uh, there are people who would, let's say they're going on date and they're, what they're looking, are more people looking for, okay, what uh, strikes them? Is that uh, a, they are eating similar, they kind of talking about, yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Or, or was that be a like deal breaker or was that be kind of uh, you know turned off
1: yeah i i get what you mean now so when it comes to figuring out your ideal match i actually made a worksheet on this how you can do this i might share the link with you if you want Sure, sure in the show notes so when it comes to figuring out who is good for you right remember we talked about Women go on dates with the attitude. Is he going to be a good fit for me? Right? The guy essentially also does that. There are things that are good that match and things that are good that are opposite. Now let's start with the opposite. What is good with opposite is the temperament. Like it's like a nature balance that someone who's excited and talks a lot and opens a lot at high drive will match well with with his counterpart. Someone who is more calm and present yeah. And not necessarily present but just slow pace takes it more easy to invest less energy in on average in that moment right so there's a different imp- in temperament where they match well together so this that, is why you can see an, an uh, extrovert and an out introvert sometimes going very well together now this is when it comes to opposite right then we have something that's a little bit opposite a little bit the same it can be interest so interest, if they're the same on some levels, that's very good because then you have a lot of things to talk about, to dive into, share passion. And if you have diverse interest, it's also interesting because then you can grow together. right? If you had exactly the same interest, I would say that this is difficult because you have no area of growth together. And what growth means is that you understand what the other person likes and invest his or her time in and that you learn about it. right? You discover something new that you can become good at or know more about. So... It's, it's good if interests are kind of the same and kind of different as well. Now, what needs to happen on the match level where things need to be the same? These are your fundamental life values. These cannot differ too much. And life values are things like how important is communication for you? How important is commitment for you? How important is fidelity for you? How important is um things like engaging in religion in your life how much does it play a role on top of other things how important is kindness for you to other people forgiveness patience stuff like that these fundamental values if they do not match then you will have a problem in sustaining the relationship for a long while and this is why you can have exciting passionate short-term dating relationship where they have matching interest or two high temperaments together um, or even different, but they discover along the way that their base values don't match. So it's very fun in the beginning, especially with the honeymoon phase, with all the hormones uh, going all haywire in your brain. But then afterwards, when when you're dealing with with figuring out how to live together and how to communicate on a frequent basis, this different in values will show up. And then you will start to not understand why the other person is not understanding you. You will have difficulty in communicating on the same level. They're just going to build up resentment in different areas. And the relationship, the partnership, the dating will eventually break. So I would say same level matching. Interest can be slightly different. And temperament needs to be different.
0: Okay, so so certain things could be different, and they could be um, actually um, do well. But certain thing, nobody will compromise, of course, you know. But depending on, you know, what are the overriding? So we have seen, you know, of course, interracial. We have seen different um, religions. We have seen different cultures. So those are, but the question always is, how is the other person accommodated now or not? you know because if they give enough room to learn about and then experiment or uh let's say if they have a different hobby one plays golf the other place um track ball then the question <laughs> well then that could be okay as long as they play separate that's fine i mean they don't have to play together <laughs> but <laughs> that's the question is uh, if they have um you know if they they want to hear about it, okay well then how was your game and blah, blah I mean I think basic remains same
1: yes. those could
0: be the same so watching movies together okay well then one might like uh comedy and other like romance or what else whatsoever but the question is still they have same movies and now the question would be always can they compromise on who would go first or what would be watched then that then probably that Will uh, come with uh, with experience, or would they? Who should somebody try to look for in 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 this initial relationship? Uh, what would help, in your opinion?
1: Well, if you have a lot of different interests, mm-hmm. let's then let go deeper, go down to your ground values, right? Your fundamental values to talk about. Do you have the value of that? You need to have some space. that It's okay to have space. Mm-hmm. It's okay to have some time together, and and that it's it's okay for for some for you to have your specific areas where you go deep into this, and you're just looking on the side, and, and your partner just looking on the side, thinking it's awesome you do this, but she doesn't want to participate. Is that okay? And the other way around, right? And do you need to be in contact frequently or rarely, or uh, do you need to have an interest for each other's things? Or is it okay if it's no interest? Like, these come down to your common values. And we're talking about difference in religion and politics. There are two reasons why people with different religions and politi- in political views can be together in a fruitful and, co- and high-quality relationship. And the first thing is that attraction pierces through everything. Right? You heard it a thousand times before through uh, novels and poetry that love conquers all, right? Yeah. So attraction is a very strong force. This is like the epitome of this is Romeo and Juliet, where no matter the obstacles, they just couldn't not be together. Right. So attraction is a very strong force. This is reason number one why I can cross all these difference uh, differences that I mentioned before. And the second one is that your base values can be the same, even though on the surface it looks totally different but when you. And, and so if you have different li- religions, so let's say one is. Muslim and the other one is Christian. Yeah. It depends in your values how high a priority you put your religion lifestyle. Like if it's very, very high on on both sides and there are some incompatibilities with how the lifestyles meet each other, then we're going to have a problem. But if you're Muslim and you put it like it's something that's important for you, for your identity, but it's not as high as other things like communi- like proper good communication giving space to each other but it's just part of your identity you want it to be there but you don't place it extremely high then there's no problem in having that difference so how it looks on the surface when you say okay she's a republican he's a democrat or he's a muslim and she's a christian it depends on their order of priority which is based on their value so it's that's why it's so easy to say oh look there's a muslim and christian together so opposites attract There's a republican democrat together so opposites attract well if you dig deeper and understand how they how they connect, how closely they connect these external traits to their identity and their fundamental values, this is where you will understand why they can work together. Mm.
0: And and is that uh, possible that um, first I will just ask you then what are the signs um, somebody or somebody should think that date is going in wrong direction? So like bad date.
1: Yeah, so two people that are starting dating and it's, and they're, you can see externally that they're not good for each other or in a relationship, or both? Uh, both, I mean like the,
0: like a failure date or Jenna, you know, it's not gonna be good. So the warning signs, can they see that?
1: Yeah, that's an interesting question. I just had a, another talk on toxic relationships the other day, mm-hmm. so it kind of connects to this a yeah. little bit. So one of the warning signs for um, two people not, not being sustainable long term. Well, there are so many, but let me just think for a moment. So I would say when, when, you, when you don't feel and when it's visible that you cannot unfold your identity. And what this means in practical terms is that when somebody relaxes, and sh- and just are themselves talking loudly, telling lots of jokes, talking a lot, talking about their passions. And you can sense that the other person is kind of putting a lid on it. Like the other person is kind of maybe ignoring it or feeling embarrassed or trying to stop. Right? That's a sign that this is not going to be sustained. Because they don't have a common value that they embrace each other as they are. And they really want to give space whether they like everything about each other or not. Like th- this value of embracing each other like that and fully you know, accepting each other in this relationship and that we go into it because we do that and we, ha- we would have stopped if we didn't do that. This is one of the things you can look at. Another thing is bad communication. So if the communication is that you have a lot of disagreement and friction and things don't get better afterwards, mm. so if you have a fight or a discussion, it can be it can be rough. Being in a relationship and making sure it works well is a job. It really is a job, it takes effort, and so many people, especially guys, underestimate this because guys bring focus to relationship, but women bring depth. And so, if you as a guy cannot go deep with the feminine, you're gonna have a problem. And the relationship needs to be nurtured, you need to put effort in. And this effort comes in be willing and daring to have communication. When things are uncomfortable and difficult. So when you have friction and when you have arguments or fights, you can have several of those without the relationship being bad. But things have to be better after each one of them. You have to have learned something afterwards. And you have to be able to look back and say, I was wrong here. I will listen to you and do something different for the next time. You cannot always be perfect in the heat of the moment because emotions come into play and you got to give space for emotions to be there. Mm -hmm. But you have to be better every time there is an issue. So communication, especially if you're willing and able to communicate what you want. Now, the third thing is bad communication. This is when a relationship will not last very long. So when you are not willing and able to go into that depth with proper communication and you start using toxic tools like stonewalling or blaming or insulting or generalization or um, like um, what's it called when you kind of like make the other person's view small. Oh. Or, or you talk to other people about your partner negatively or you involve others or you decide to ignore or something like that when you use these toxic communication tools this is because there's something in you you need to work up but it's also essentially because you don't believe that being vulnerable and open and putting in effort in communication is something that's going to solve it and when you stop believing that it becomes a habit and this becomes the path of least resistance and this and from the outside, you can definitely see when people have started using these these toxic tools. Like this couple, they're really you don't want to be around them. The energy is bad, right? So these I would definitely say these are these are some of the signs you can look for if you want to see if uh, the dating or the relationship is not going to move uh, forward as much. And the last thing I can put in there when I'm talking specifically about dating phase is: do they give each other energy when they're together? Do they give each other energy? So when they're together and meeting up. Are they excited to meet up every time? And are they energized after they've been together? Or are they like, oh, I'm so glad she left. Or I'm so glad he left. Or I don't want to see her for at least a week because, oh, it's too much. Especially in the honeymoon phase. If you don't build each other up energy-wise, it's probably not going to last, like, sustainably a long time. Hmm. So what
0: are some of, uh, you know, I'm glad. Thank you for pointing out that's uh, really good, uh, you know, toxic, environment toxic tools and like you said uh, it has somebody so I mean things go always wrong there never will be a perfect scenario but the question is how do you fix or come back from that Uh, and what tools you use that's kind of is very nice that to point out that that is important is who has this ability take higher road or or in better control that understands more depth of relationship and brings it back, right? Because any long-term relationship, if it cannot come back, it's not gonna go next level, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So, but I also want to ask, like in in dating world, let's if somebody is on a first date. Okay. So, what are the what are some of the bad signs, um, you know, that say uh, is Kind of give another partner a glimpse that this is gonna end soon. Uh, you know, is there are there any words or body language that this could pay attention to?
1: Well, I would rather formulate it as that it's clear there's no attraction between the two people. Like if we're going on a cafe or bar and we're looking at two people who are obviously on a date, mm-hmm. you give me. 40 seconds. And I can tell you what's going to happen with those two people. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, so anything you can tell.
1: Yes. So there's what we call, uh, in, in in the coaching, world what we call indicators of interest. Uh So that means that they're just standard ones that we all know they're mirroring each other with their body language. Right. And then women have certain ways of moving and touching their hair and their lips and looking down when, when they are thinking, when they feel the sens- sexual tension, when they're sitting across from a guy, when they're feeling a bit insecure, a little bit more in their feminine because he is stepping up in his masculine, right? And also, um, if they're if they have an open body language towards each other, like if they're facing each other, if they're you can usually look at what's interesting to do a small trick that many people don't know actually is that look at people's feet. If people's feet are pointing toward each other, that means that subconsciously they're they are invested and. What's it? I will come back to it. But a a small thing you can try out for yourself when you're talking to someone that you clearly see is interest, interest interested in talking to you when you're standing up is let's say this is the woman, let's say this is the guy, and you have a great conversation. You just take a small step while you're talking, and in the in the course of one minute, you're gonna be moving all around. She'll be turning all around, and she won't even have noticed that you did this, right? And um, so, so this goes to the body language that we subconsciously like invest in another person when we like them. And so, obviously, there's a lot of there's a lot of eye contact. And what you can hear on the language is that it's playful, it's light, it, it's fun. And love is playful and fun. And couple, there, there's I have a saying that I like to say that couples that play together, they stay together. So if there's like a vibe of people playing together and it's light and the energy is high and you have the body language is indicated of interest with investment towards each other then this is great then you have sexual tension and then you can see that uh, okay i'm gonna let those two uh, have their dates because uh, they're probably gonna have a very cozy time one last thing you can look at uh, which is more obvious is touching if they touch each other they're already on a step to getting closer to each other because the point of Romance for the masculine is to pierce through the feminine on a spiritual level, emotional level, and eventually at the end, physical level. And touching is part of the physical part of it.
0: Okay, so, touching. So, and uh, so, are there like uh, you know dates? Do you see uh, sometimes they go wrong first, but eventually come back to uh, so the disaster date first, but then two and three and four could be better.
1: Um, what I see more is the opposite actually. Um, Mm. if there are first date where things go bad and then two, three, and four go well, well, I've done it a couple of times in the beginning when I didn't understand this stuff fully and I started to kind of learn it. Like when you learn everything, Uh, When you learn something new in the beginning, you can't implement it in half because you're still experimenting, you're not fully embodying it, right? Mm -hmm. These cases are where you are very much up in your head, like we we opened this podcast with guys, what usually they, a mindset that doesn't work for them on dates, right? They're up in their head about trying to make her like them, saying some compliments just because they think it's the right thing to do, like being focused externally rather than internally. And... When you feel after first date that she that she doesn't really like you that much, that stings, especially if you really like her. So if you're a guy that's on the way to being aware about these things, that he needs to relax more, be more in his own body, and just have fun, it might hit you. It might awaken something in you. Holy shit, this did this did, <laughs> I really I really want this to go well, and I realize that. I I can do totally differently on the next day. Hmm. So they might communicate this actually openly and honest to them. And the reason why this can work sometimes, saying something like, look, I was really out of space, out of my, (coughs) uh, excuse me, uh, um, in in another space uh, in my own head on that first date. I I would like to give it another try um, and, and do things differently. This is authentic. You might not get it because it's also a little bit, you know, if she wasn't attractive, she didn't like you, she might not want to, but it's very authentic. And so I have done this a couple of times and seeing guys that go from a first date and then pull themselves together kind of to just be more in the present and focus on having fun and connecting empathetically, saving it, so to speak, second, third, and fourth date. But what I do see most, the very most, is guys connecting with women very well initially And then they talk her out of liking them. Oh, so that also is. So so what are those
0: signs or what are those things you think uh, that goes wrong with
1: that? Well, this is because usually like women have an abundance of male attention, right? Especially if she's physically attractive. She is used to on a weekly or monthly basis to having guys coming up to her trying to get her attention. And if she's uh, an experienced dater or experienced in relationship, and she's a little bit more aware also about the whole dating dynamic and all that, like she knows exactly what's going on. She knows exactly what happens. So women will do this, what we call in the coaching world, testing, right? Um, It's a concept that was invented by the PUA community back then, which I'm very against the pickup artist community. But they coined the term testing. And what this means is that women on dates or when they see a guy that comes up to him, to her, they're going to try to rattle the guy a little bit. Challenge him, make him feel insecure, throw something, say something weird or a little bit demeaning or teasing or off-putting just to see how the guy reacts. And so guys that are confident or relying too much on their looks or something approaching and landing a first date when when they when they have a woman in front of them that they really like and they get into their emotions they lose their shit they go up in their head they're like more invested and and not so indifferent as they were in the beginning and so they try to make her like them a lot and so when they're in that place we talked about this in the beginning They will say things that are inauthentic. They will not relax. They will not have the same vibe and energy. They will be more in their feminine insecure. And when she goes into her masculine, there will be no more sexual tension. Now, in the case where uh, a guy is with a woman that is experienced in dating and kind of throwing these jabs and these tests at him, he's going to lose his shit, too, if he's not worked on himself, if he's not secure about himself. Like, he might be explaining a lot why he's good at something or um, showing off with how much money he makes or how successful he is, or he might even get irritated or angry if she irritates him uh, when she wins in a game, like they play pool, and she's like, aha, you lost. I thought men were better at this, um, at being focused. And he's like, oh, but you can't say that. And it was also because this and this. As soon as you go into self-qualifying mode, defending yourself, getting upset, you're not light, you're not fun, you're not peaceful, you're not securing yourself. You don't have that vibe that's attractive. So this is how I am... Um, I can say that you talked her out of liking you. And this is a sign. This is amazing because we use this exactly when we analyze a date and and a guy approaching a woman. Uh, When I work with with clients, we use exactly the situation. What can you take out of this? What does this tell you about yourself? Okay, this tells you you have insecurity on this. This tells you that you have uh, something that you need to look at on this. This tells you that this is your trigger. So let's take this learn from this change it and do better next time so it's really important in those situations that you don't take them personally afterwards but you take them as experiences that that reveal that tell you more about yourself about the direction you need to improve on mm, mm,
0: mm. so that is important to find out uh, that things can go wrong <laughs> and even after you know second or third or fourth date even after even they're physically involved, there's still things can go, you can mess up the whole relationship. So it's usually
1: when the guy really starts liking the woman,
0: Yeah. And that probably, uh, you know, then uh, most likely then you'll do something or you are at your lowest performance in terms of uh, cognition, (laughs) you know, because you are so overwhelmed with other stuff that you just kind of you're uh, you can really down. <laughs> that's true so uh, what thank you it was a pleasure meeting you and any final thoughts you have and then
1: we'll uh, say goodbye all right uh, well just to wrap up the last point you made here um dating is not a performance it, it's not about being you know your best to get a success or a result mm-hmm. it's It's about working on being in a place where you see yourself as something valuable to other people, and you see other people as very valuable to you. Mm -hmm. And when you see somebody else that's very valuable to you because she's very attractive, or she's very fun, or she's cute, or she's sexy as hell, then your own insecurities about your own value might come up because suddenly you see her as higher. So you want to do things to match that level, right? we'll talk about what's the most important thing for, for humans is, is their uh, socially is their status, right? And and when you go into that, I got to get myself up there instead of just resting in who you are, this is where things go wrong. So when we're talking about things going wrong in the fourth five days because they usually really start liking her. So they're more invested. So they put her up on a pedestal higher. Hmm. but if they're really happy and fulfilled about themselves, like really going for what they want and have look, dare to look into their own insecurities, they're just going to see her as an amazing person to be with. Okay, it's so cool that that she actually has these qualities, but I have these qualities too, so it's also cool for her that she met me. So I would say this is the bottom line. This is the bottom line. Work on your own value for yourself. There's a lot of stuff that we do when I work with people initially how they live their lives their habits their self story are they focused on their mission what they want to go for do they have can we evolve their self-esteem their emotional self-discipline so they feel better in every area of their life more prepared to go dating and also through dating it raises their self-esteem and a positive self-story right this is the main focus in the beginning and this just makes it so effortless and easy once you have Worked up your self story and your emotional self discipline, and you know, raised your confidence and your self esteem. It's just so easy and much more fun to go dating and meeting women out there. So, this is why I do not separate at all high performance, which is giving getting the best out you can of yourself, and dating. These are things that go together. They're intrinsically connected. And that is very nice. And so, also
0: remember to make sure you know what are you want to achieve out of that is important because your short-term relationship has short-term goals as well as objective and and play action so you could be attractive one day and then you know if you want to live with that person longer you need to have more than that you know Um, you need to have a solid foundation for any high-rise building as we say so if you have better foundation you'll have a great high-rise if not then unfortunately that will not last longer. So you, I think we should be clear in ourselves first too, what we want out of relationship. If we yeah. want just fun, that's a different approach, but if we want to have both and, you know, have long term, then you can do that too. And so it, we should be clear in our mind. I think, like you said, people have such a high tension build up and a failure, as well as sexual tension as well as you know all kind of tensions built up so that is like any performance anxiety situation in that aspect to perform has to be coached (laughs) yeah or at least should know exactly what to do right so then is because you get few minutes you get it's like a play you get few minutes to perform in on the stage but if you are not scripted if you don't know what you are gonna say on your lines and how you're gonna uh, do you should look perfect I mean nobody is perfect but at least uh, at least you should perform flawless or at least better best of yourself realistic real one (laughs) not a fake one, like you said, you know, don't, don't try to match too much because you might fail, right? Yeah. So, and that is so important. So with that, uh, check out his website, uh, what is uh, your website so you people can look you up?
1: So if you, w- if you want to raise your self-confidence, your social skills, improve your dating life, your romantic life, um, either in uh, with the women that you're dating or in the relationship you're currently in, and feel more fulfilled and powerful in being yourself, then you can contact me on LinkedIn, search for Thierry Dufour, The Dating Scholar. My website, it, my webpage is thedatingscholar.com uh, where you can directly apply for a consultation with me, you can have a talk, you can analyze the situation and tell you if I can help you. But uh, the most direct form of contact is go on LinkedIn and uh, Thierry Dufour, The Dating Scholar and also check out uh, check out the ideal woman checklist that we're gonna put in the, in the show notes okay
0: yeah I, yeah i think uh I, somebody uh, wanted to call in and really needed advice uh, so um I, I will reply them back uh, with your website um you know
1: or my linkedin page yeah
0: yeah so yeah somebody said uh, you know can i call <laughs> well uh, i i guess uh, you have heard uh, his website you can call in and get advice
1: yeah oh that's a no that's someone writing that now can i call in really nice absolutely find me on linkedin shoot me a message or go to my website the and click click on the have a free consultation with me yeah no problem i'll be happy okay.
0: to okay take care thank you thank you for coming okay
1: it was my pleasure
0: man take it